Hi, welcome to Just Friend Zone. I'm Jackie. I'm Josh. And I'm Kevin. Today, and I'm Donovan. No, <laughs> no. Okay, we have to keep this. Keep that part in. Keep that part in. Keep that part in. Today, we have a very special guest. Um, I feel like I've known him for quite a long time now. Please welcome my older brother, Donovan. Yay! Hey, round of applause for myself. <laughs> and the reason why I wanted him on this podcast is because we're only a year apart and like growing up and watching things that he's done as like we got past high school, I find some of his accomplishments pretty amazing. So I, I am pretty proud of him at moments. And one of the things that I am proud of him doing is dancing. So, Donovan, how did you get started with dancing or your dancing career? Uh, good question. So, I think I was inspired to start dancing. Uh, I don't know if you guys are, I don't know how old you guys are actually, but there's a show called uh, ABDC, uh, America's Best Dance Crew, and uh, it inspired me to actually start dancing. I actually had a couple friends in high school who were like interested in making a dance team because we didn't have a dance team there. So we just had to find like a teacher to advise us and we just ended up making a dance team out of nowhere. Hmm. Okay. Uh, what was the season that you watched that inspired you? Mm, I think it was season two that really propelled it. It was the season that had Super Crew and So Real Crew on it. And that was the one that really, like, you know, inspired me to start it up. Do you want to tell them the name of the high school dance team you guys created? Ah, uh, yes, yes. Uh, we called it uh, Breakneck Crew. And we had a little, like, little symbol where we would just, like, point like this. And then we'd be, like, like this. And this, we would pose like that. <laughs> uh, oh, that's cool. And then how, how long did you perform with that team? Uh, let's see. I think I made it my junior year. So I just did it all the way till the end of my high school. So like two years probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then did you continue dancing with that, like with the people? Because I'm assuming that, you know, you guys graduated together. And then, so did you keep dancing with them as you graduated? Or? Uh, I think when I graduated, we left that team behind. Uh, I think one of my friends went to the same school with me and then we continued dance on from then. Uh, but the dance team mm-hmm. stayed with the high school. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the people, though, like, I mean, those are like, you know, like your homies. Yeah, right? yeah. So. Uh, I think uh, mm-hmm. some of them were obviously uh, were of different, like, uh, ages and stuff like that because what we actually did was we, it wasn't just like my homies and stuff we actually had like auditions for like the whole school so oh. yeah, it was like a whole bunch of people oh okay wow and how big did you guys get uh i want to say the most people we had on the team ranged from like 15 to 20 oh, okay that's a good number wow you can do a lot with yeah. that I remember also even after he graduated, he still continued to contribute to Breakneck Crew. I think just because um, he was the founder and then I ended up on it, but Mm -hmm. not for that long. It was cool seeing him like we like we would ask him to make like pieces for us. And then like the learning Mm -hmm. process. I think he's actually a pretty good teacher. Mm -hmm. Although like me. (laughs) <laughs> all the like <laughs> the counts and then the uh 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 you know oh uh, yeah know? breaking down like how like what you have to do when you have to do yeah. it yeah mm, mm. okay that's cool flattered 
Uh, mm. So like Donovan, you were like one of those like veterans that would after they like they graduate high school, they kill, still come back to visit every now and then. Yeah, I would come back and help a little bit, make sure you know it didn't just die right away. Mm-hmm. And what did you guys perform for? Because I know for like a, like a couple like when I was in high school, we only performed at assemblies. Um, so for your crew, did you guys go to like other events and stuff? Uh, I think. Uh, so we started off doing like like you said assemblies uh, and then we also mm-hmm. had talent shows so we performed at those mm-hmm. and then we also mm-hmm. went to uh like an actual competition one time it was called maxed out and that was pretty oh well that's really cool maxed out the i or what year was that that you went to it uh we'll see i mean afterwards when i went to college i did perform at maxed out a couple times after but that year was 2013, I think, that we went to go perform there. Oh, we were like super okay. amateur. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like maxed out tends to be for more amateur crews because I performed there once, but I think I think I went in 2014. Yeah, I think it was so. very. It's very like entry level kind of. Mm-hmm. Like when you're dipping your toe into competition as a team, like you go, you start with maxed out. So yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Hmm. Okay. It's funny. I know you're not like actively on the dance team now as much as you were before, but like, can you tell us your, um, I guess, dance life throughout your college experience? Oh, so you want me to bring out the whole resume? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, straight out of high school, uh, I joined a team in at UCR called Collective Faction. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I stayed on there for, I think it was two, three years. Uh, and then I actually ended up becoming artistic director for that team for a whole year, actually. So, you know, mm-hmm. that entitled like making the sets and then putting it together and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after that, um, I joined for a small amount of time, uh, some teams in L.A., uh, to perform just like some competitions out there. Uh, mm-hmm. The team's name was like H2T. It was like a project team. So it lasted for like a short stint. And mm-hmm. after that, uh, I got invited to perform on this UCI team. So I was just dancing all over the place. Uh, and that team was called Project Team Dance Crew Modern. And that's the team I went back to Maxed Out with. Uh, and we actually mm-hmm. ended up getting like uh, like the overall first place uh, award for that so mm-hmm. i think it was called like alpha f- first place or something like that that was mm-hmm. that was pretty fun and then after that uh my friend did another project team for max that again and then i think i was dancing a little bit after and then covid hit and then yeah that's when uh, it kind of stopped oh uh, so you've been dancing this whole time up until covid basically so like when covid's done you're probably gonna go back to it maybe maybe you know uh there's like this short you know how like sometimes you see athletes and after they retire they kind of get a little big you know i'm getting a little big you know what i mean (laughs) Um, but we'll see like if i have time i probably will you know there's been some times Mm -hmm. during covid where i've gone out to take like you know classes and workshops but as Mm -hmm. a team uh i actually got called back to be advisor for my first team uh, after high school collective faction so i'm going to be advisor for them mm-hmm. uh okay. but other than that i don't know if i would join a team again hmm. mm. but you know you talked about how an athlete after they retire they you know get a little chubby but also like an athlete after they retire sometimes you know they get that itch to come back so who knows you know <laughs> 
That's cool. I though. think it'd be cool if he continued. I don't know. I really, I like throughout his college, like that's it, like that's teams that he's been on, and like all the pieces that he did do. Um, when he was artistic director, I really like the pieces he made. Probably just because, like, oh, it's something that I find interesting. Like he did like Nintendo. He did like mm-hmm. The Lion King, Mulan, mm-hmm. and like was it was it like Street Fighter? Yeah, it was like a Super Smash Brothers set. I remember making that one. That was fun. That's cool. Okay, so I have a couple questions now. Um, first, when you're making choreography, like how do you like what is that process like? How do you how do you find the right song first? Like, do you just listen to a song? Like, like you just you know, like let's say there's a Spotify on shuffle and you go, oh, like, like this part of the song, like I really like it and I'd like to make a piece out of it. Or like, you know, maybe like you have a theme first and then you start picking songs off that theme. Um, and then from that, how do you like decide what moves you're trying, you're going to use for the choreography and then like when you're going to do it? Like, cause, you know, obviously like a beat's not static. So, yeah. So kind of just go into like the process of like the creative process for choreography itself. Okay, so I guess uh, I'll start with like, the the beginning of the process which is like the song picking it usually happens when i'm like looking or for new music and stuff like that and i just find this song i really like uh, and I'll, I'll like listen to it like 10 times in a row on like my ride home and i'm like okay this is something i want to i want to do uh so then after that uh i have to get myself in the mood to choreograph because you know a lot of times if you're super busy you don't feel like choreographing you're very tired and stuff like that Uh, but once you get past that and you're like you know at the gym or wherever out on the floor ready to uh create the the piece uh, that's where things start to get a little complicated you have to figure out what route you want to take so the routes that i feel like there you can take are primarily dancing to the beat or primarily dancing to the music um, and then mixing it up a little from then on. Uh, and then from there, uh, I, I try, my personally, I try to incorporate my dance to the lyrics and make sure that it makes sense, you know? Like, if it says, like, clock or something, you know, um, maybe I'll do, like, some ticking or something like that, you know? Uh, and that's mm-hmm. how I like to, to choreograph. Um, and then uh, it's a lot of practice because uh, you have to not only create the moves in your head, but then get it down yourself. Um, when I was mm-hmm. on the team, they'd have me choreograph a lot uh, just to show that I was ready for like the artistic position and stuff like that. Uh, so it just takes a lot of practice and a lot of time. Uh, and then you have to be mm-hmm. also happy and content with your finished product. Uh, and then that's where I feel like, you know, that's how the choreographing process goes. Mm. And then how long does that usually take for you? Uh, it depends. So if I'm like, like in a super creative mood, I can probably get a piece done in like a day uh, and it's like a minute long. Um, wow. Yeah, uh, but if I'm not feeling it, it'll probably take me like over the span of a week and like uh, a couple hours each day. Mm-hmm. And then like at the end when you're all done and you dance in front of a mirror, like has there ever been any points where you're like, oh, I'm not satisfied with this move or like, oh, I don't think this flows together well. Yeah, all the time. I Sometimes I see like, oh, this makes me look like I'm not actually dancing. Because when I try to dance, I make it to try to look like something that people would actually do. Like, I don't want to do something like super random. Mm. Uh, but yeah, there are times where I feel like, oh, I have to go back and change this. Or like, uh, I watched it on the video or recorded. I actually don't like this. So it happens a lot. Mm. Okay. And so like for part of your creative process, do you ever have like, um, like, 
when you like hear a song that you want to make and then do you ever have like a, Oh, like I definitely like you could already envision like a move that you want to do in it, but then you don't know how you're going to build around that. Like, does that ever happen to you? Yeah. A lot of the times when I'm uh, usually like listening to the song, which is like on my car rides home, I envision the moves that I'm going to do to this certain part of the song. Um, and mm. then I have to basically just create the whole piece around this one part that I envision because I like it so much. Mm. Mm. That's really cool. So when you say you listen to music in the car, isn't it a lot more different compared to when you listen to kind of like with headsets? Because like some of the beats are like more like in the car, like it's not as clear, I guess, compared to when you listen to on a headset. So do you like try to listen to the music in a more, I guess, isolated time to like pick, figure out like the moves for the, the beats? Yeah, like uh, initially, I think the initial part comes from when I'm in the car. Mm. Uh, and then when I get home, I like listen to it closer. And like, you're, you're right. There are like some beats you can't really hear unless you have like headphones in. Mm -hmm. uh, so just putting that aspect of it, you like, it gives you me like a surprise and like, oh, there's more I can do with this. So it's mm. it's very fun. Does that ever ruin like the the idea that you did have though? Like what if it's like, you know, you had this like, oh, like this beat is going to be really cool. I'm going to have this move to it. And then you hear like another thing on top of it when you're listening with the headset and you're like, wait, never mind. Now I need something else. Oh yeah, that has happened. I wouldn't consider it like ruining it though. Cause if I hear like an extra beat at that part, it just gives me like more to add, but it has happened like that. And then going from there, um, so you talked about like the choreography process itself. And you said that you were also the artistic director as uh, for collective faction. So you were in charge of making entire sets um, as the artistic director, when you're making a set, how is that different from making one choreography only? Oh yeah. It's like 10 times, even probably more than that harder than just uh, making like a choreograph piece for yourself, you know? Uh, Cause first you're like dealing with a whole bunch of people. Like these teams go upwards to like 30, 40 people. Right. So you have to incorporate all those people into the pieces that, you know, they like doing. Uh, so that goes into stuff like blocking and cleaning and stuff like that. Uh, and with a set, it's not just one piece, obviously. It's like mm -hmm. five or six. Um, so it's a lot more work that goes into it. Um, and I feel like mm, that if you can get the choreography process down, uh, for like one piece, you can eventually build yourself up to be able to make a whole set. Has anyone like any of like the dance team members ever like not complained, but like did bring up like, oh, that they're like either always in the back or like when they're they going to have like enough like, you know, <laughs> middle or like front row time, you know? Oh, yeah, that's happened almost every single time I make a set. Uh, there's always people who will be like, oh, I feel like I should be here or uh, why am I always here and stuff like that. And a lot of it has to do with, uh, so there's like an unfair side of it, right? If you are on the taller side, it's going to be harder to put you in the front. Uh, that's mm -hmm. that's one thing that I feel like a lot of dancers struggle to to figure out like, oh, why is this person always like near the front? And it's like, they're like four foot. Like, what do you want me to do <laughs> if they're in the back? Then nobody's going to see them, right? <laughs> Uh, uh -huh. But also, like, it's not saying that just because they're short, they automatically get the spot, right? They actually have to dance well uh, in order to mm -hmm. get the spot. Um, and then that's just something I think a lot of people, like, complain about uh, when they feel like they did it well. Um, 
And I think at the end of the day, they have to realize that the choreographer put them in that spot because that's how they envisioned it. Um, and they thought mm -hmm. you danced for that spot. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's not like an indictment of like, they're not, it's not that they're a trash dancer and you're trying to hide them. It's just that that spot is better for them. Right. Yeah, exactly. And like mm -hmm. sometimes <laughs> like, so we do gave uh, on what the teams I had, we had an option where you actually could challenge for spots if you really wanted it. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was mm -hmm. like an option that was open as well. If like people weren't happy with their spot. And I think it, it helped mm -hmm. a lot. Mm -hmm. So question. That's cool. I don't come from a dancing background, but I come from a sports background, right? So like in sports, you, there are the people that are like the best and you know that they're the best on the team. Is there like a bench role kind of thing for dancing? Because like in sports, you know, like if you're not good, you're just not as good. You're on the team, but you're not that good. So is there like a bench role for dancing? Mm, I wouldn't call it a bench role. I mean... Because, so in terms of, let's say, like basketball, right? There's a bench role, but they still play, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I'd say there's like some type of thing like that. Because, uh, I mean, everyone has to go to the bench eventually. Like, it, it's very rare that like a dancer is like so good that we decide to put them in like the whole thing, like mm -hmm. throughout the whole like mm -hmm. five, six minutes. Like, I, they'd be so tired afterwards. Uh, but I think there are those who are, you know, more dancing like casually. Uh, so they tend to be in less of the pieces um, and they, you know, just fill in like these spots because they just want to, you know, have a good time. Yeah. Like Donovan uh, pointed out, like if you're in a whole six, seven minute set, you get gassed out really badly. <laughs> you and, uh, yeah, no, that was a, uh, it was a set I did my senior year of high school. It was my very last set. It was like end of the year performance. And they literally put me in like every piece and literally like, I think, uh, it was at the very end and we were doing like a, it was like a, the last transition. I was in the back, like backstage. Right. And like, literally I was like on my knees, like gasping for air. And I only had like, like, I think it was like five to 10 seconds to like chill before I had to go back out. And I was just like, dude, I'm dying right now. <laughs> I was like dripping sweat and everything. Yeah. You get gassed out really hard and yeah, it's just not one of those things. But I, I, I like when you were asking the question of like, is there a bench role for a, uh, for a dance team? My thought was like, people that like just do transitions like <laughs> that was what i was thinking <laughs> like you only do come in for a transition then you go back out you know oh man or like you hold like the props <laughs> i don't think my teams have ever been that cruel to give someone only transition parts but, yeah i think on highly competitive teams people will be like nah you're so bad you're just gonna do transition parts ah hmm. uh... yeah but yeah but then like his whole point of like you'll just be in less pieces like that makes a lot, a lot of sense too um but then how do you like go from like making a whole set cohesive because obviously in in a set you were saying like there's like five to six songs and in those five to six songs like not all of them are going to sound the same not all the bpms are going to match like how do you go about from transitioning from song a to song b to song c and making that all flow together really well yeah so in terms of like the the flows of the songs uh usually when creating the set we try to get like what we're trying to go for. Uh, if we have a theme, then we obviously have certain songs that we really want to put in there. Or if it's just anything, they're just like a whole bunch of random songs, right? Uh, and then mm -hmm. what we do is, uh, so I use like some like music mixing apps uh, and I try to organize the songs in a way to where I can transition them to make it sound better. So sometimes I'll add more to the song, uh, like where I'm trying to transition like extra beats or like extra bass or something. Uh, and I'll try to maybe wave it out and then wave it into the new song. Uh, and then I remember in a more recent years, they get like 
some people even get like official like DJs or like sound technicians to like do their uh, mixes so that it's so cohesive that it sounds like it's in a club. Mm. Oh wow, dude! Dances really exploded since like uh, like I remember because I first started dancing when I was in, like in 2010, and so like I think around that time like dance was still like a relatively new thing or at least like hip hop scene as like a whole. And so like, it wasn't super mainstream and like just seeing like in the past like 11 years, like how much it's exploded and how much it's evolved. Like that's crazy to me that people actually get like DJs. Like when I was starting out, like everyone used audacity, you know? So, oh yeah. That's like, everyone the one just I put audacity <laughs> on different tracks. Yeah. <laughs> so you just put the, put them on different tracks then you just try to figure it out. That's what I remember, but dude, people are using DJs on it's kind of yeah. It, it at one point I remember it got super competitive that people I I was hearing that like oh this team's using like this person to like mix their music and like I'm just like well I'm just here on Audacity still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those teams have bigger budgets, I guess. You know. <laughs> I had a question and I just forgot it. Good, good. <laughs> <laughs> it happens to me like every every episode i'll always like think of a question like in the middle of the guest talking and then i'll always be like by the time they're done i'm like wait what was my question yeah. well i yeah, got a question like... is, is this allowed uh, yeah oh, yeah so, so sure. kevin you danced right so like what what teams were like you on or your high school or whatever uh so i was only on one team and that was only for like a little over a year in college and their name they're called v3 dance oh i know like a <laughs> you know them yeah, yeah. What? i'm pretty sure i've seen them at like a, a competition or something or like saw their name on a list at to a competition i probably went to or something well that's crazy yeah i only competed with them twice maxed out and then um frick i can't remember the other one but it's the it's it, it it's uh hosted by san diego like a, like a ucsd uh, it's not maybe it's out. fusion it's some... it's fusion yeah, there you go. yeah, yeah, yeah i'm yeah. actually wearing one yeah. of their shirts right now <laughs> Oh, Easy. shit, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are the odds? <laughs> yeah, I was at a Fusion 2015 uh, with V3. And then those are the only two competitions I did with them. And then I was in high school. I went to Bolsa Grande High. I don't know if you know them, but yeah. And I danced with uh, or danced for like their assembly stuff. Oh, that's cool. That's so, cool. Yeah. yeah. From sophomore year of high school until sophomore, junior year of college is when I stopped. So like a good four or five years. Yeah. I was not good when I started. I'm going to be honest. I like, I thought I was good. And I like, you know, like you look back on the videos, you're like, you try to like show people like, Oh yeah, this is like me when I first started dancing. You're like, Oh God, I was that bad. (laughs) Yeah. That was me. But I actually, uh, I took a workshop from collective faction once. I remember I was talking with Jackie about this. Oh really? Um, yeah, yeah, because we were like on Discord and we were just like sharing videos with each other, like dance videos. It started with us watching like K-pop dance videos. And then we were like sharing videos of like uh, like when we danced, and then she showed me a collective action video. I was like, oh, like I went to a workshop of theirs once. So yeah, because I dated a girl that was at UCR, <laughs> and then so well, maybe like maybe I was hanging out with her one night dancing. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> there might be, but I don't think. Uh, uh, I think I stood in the very back because I was like, I don't want to show up in any videos. Like <laughs> so, because I literally just showed up to their thing and like yeah, like it was pretty random. Yeah, so I remember like like when you talked about collective factions. Oh yeah, yeah, I went to a workshop for those once. Small world, <laughs> yeah. small world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's crazy. So, you, I know you've gone to like quite a lot of dance, like different dance competitions, and then like obviously there's like 
other amazing choreographers there have like you ever been like starstruck or like you're like oh like yo you want to say hi or like you know at least get them to like look at you or something Mm, good question like a celebrity like a celebrity (laughs) dancer Uh, i think the beginning when i started dancing like high school uh i would go to competitions to like just to watch and then i'd like to try to find people afterwards like i i remember i took pictures with like like um like some people from most wanted crew and stuff like that Uh, and i was pretty Mm -hmm. starstruck then but once i like got into the community i guess i wasn't like as starstruck and i just found it Mm -hmm. as like people i was competing against Mm. Okay. do you feel like that's kind of like uh, like like if you're an athlete you know like you grow up like you go to college ball and then like you're watching the nba and then like when you get to the nba you're like you guys are all my competition now like there's no fans here yeah yeah i feel like it's kind of similar to that but we i mean there's always still that like respect that you had from before about you know like wow this person was such a great dancer and stuff like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so when you were uh like dancing like with teams and stuff like were you was there ever like a dream team that you wanted to like audition for and be a part of mm, so i remember uh that mm, like so i told you about abdc right and there there was still real crew uh i mean mm-hmm. i obviously wanted to like to join their team but they're obviously located in like texas right so that's like impossible <laughs> but uh i remember when i first uh, started dancing after high school I actually tried out for the other team at UCR 909 and I didn't make it so I ended up trying mm-hmm. for CF uh, collective faction I just ended up staying there instead mm-hmm. you never had like a all like I'd really, or actually you know what like what is your favorite style of choreography to do because there's so many different styles in hip-hop like what is your favorite style to do uh, my favorite style is like kind of like an R&B style I like to do like slow and fast moves I really like to like change mm-hmm. the tempo so uh mm-hmm. i think r&b music has that kind of flow the most uh and then if mm-hmm. i had to choose like a close second it would probably be like like maybe like rap music like migos or something like that i like like the kind of mm-hmm. flow of those type of songs mm-hmm. so i was thinking like typically like people have like I, I don't know like everyone that i danced with when i was dancing like they always wanted to like join grv or like kava modern like those two big dance teams so i was wondering if like maybe you had those like if, that, if those are your hoop dreams, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was it was definitely something on my mind, but, like, I was trying to think more realistically and where I'm at and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like, To this day, I've met, uh, like, three people that made it to GRV and, like, one person – or two people that made it to, like, Cobb Modern, and that's it. So that's kind of crazy. Like, yeah. I feel like the talent level to get there is actually, like, pretty, pretty high. So, I mean, they're, like, perennial contenders for competitions, so – I don't know about it anymore, actually, but yeah. yeah, I think they still are pretty high contenders. I know a lot of people on those teams actually, uh, and they they mm-hmm. worked hard to get there. So, okay, I know this. I guess kind of relates to dancing somehow, but I know you met. Is it is it your your true love through dancing? You met you <laughs> met her through dancing. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so my my current girlfriend uh i i met her on the dance team actually uh and we've been together for like what seven years now so it it actually ended up working out Uh, and i think it was Mm -hmm. fun that i i found her through the dance team because it was like something Mm -hmm. we had in common and something we like related to yeah uh you're talking about collective faction yeah i met her on collective faction 
Okay. Was she was she a UCR student that happened to join Collective Faction? Uh, so yeah, she was actually on the team a year before me. Yeah, so she joined mm. a year before, and then once I joined the team, she you know she couldn't resist my beautiful looks, <laughs> and uh, yeah, <laughs> ended up together. Mm, I see. I see. Yeah, I feel like that happens a lot, just because like when you're on a dance team with people, like you tend to spend so much time around them. Like it's like number one, they're like your only social circle, but also like you just. Like you go through so much together, like as a dance team, like all the hours of practice, the long nights, like you, you basically sleep at like where you're practicing a lot of times. So it's like, I feel like a lot of people on dance teams just tend to date each other. Yeah, I think it, it does sometimes end up like that because it's like something you're dedicating like what, like seven plus hours of your day to. So, and you just mm-hmm. see these people all the time. Mm-hmm. Have you ever made any choreographed pieces for her or dedicated to her? Uh, I think before we were dating, uh, I I was just trying to get like, you know, my creative juices flowing because I was like trying to be like, I think director or captain for the next season. And then like the, the current director asked me to like make a whole bunch of pieces. And I was like, oh, man, I'm, I'm running low on creative juice. So I what I did was like I asked people to like tell me songs they wanted me to choreograph to. So that way, if I didn't do it. I would they would hold me accountable uh and mm. with that i she was one of them uh and i actually ended up uh, like uh choreographing like a k-pop song or something to that one i remember <laughs> mm. do you remember which song that was i think it was i think it was like beg for it by like tvxq yeah it's like an og k-pop song that sounds like a pretty um scandalous song oh yeah a little bit i mean i didn't understand half of it you know <laughs> josh have you heard that song before no but i know that group yeah it's a tvxt yeah. song That's and I, I know it yeah mm-hmm. and they're i know the song was like kind of like a slow but powerful song like the vocals mm-hmm. and like these these two are korean here <laughs> If you couldn't tell by our last, yeah, there's no way I would have guessed Kim was Korean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you've never made like a choreography for your girlfriend as like a like a one year anniversary or like a Valentine's gift. Um, not gonna lie, I have thought about it, but I just felt like it was kind of cliche because everyone was doing it. You know what I mean? Mm. It's not like oh, like this is going to be something original you've never seen before in your life. You know what I mean? Uh, but maybe mm-hmm. like for in the future, maybe. But mm-hmm. so far, it's been working. Like maybe out. like at a wedding. Yeah, maybe like, like that. at your wedding. Maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. No spoilers though. <laughs> I thought it was cute though. Whenever they would dance like at competitions, and then when like the part reaches where they have like I guess like a little couples sign like part, like they would be together, mm-hmm. and I'm like, ah, <laughs> just being in the crowd, <laughs> like, ah, that was so cute. But yeah, I think we've reached the point where it's time for our rapid fire questions. Well, obviously, as our listeners have known, but if you're new here, these are called rapid fire questions, but they're not really rapid fire. We do give our guests quite a long time to answer these questions in detail. <laughs> so, okay, I'll go first. What is your go-to boba drink? Oh, good question. I think it would have to be. I think it would have to be the rose milk tea. 
Rose Milk Tea. Yeah. Where at? Uh, I usually they usually have it on the menu at a lot of places, but I usually get it at like I think they have it at Boba Time. I feel like they have it at like just all these Boba places, but it's just like on the menu Rose Milk Tea. Yeah. Mm. Okay, that's new. New. Like I like <laughs> our like, guests haven't like said that one at all. Oh, okay, okay. What do they mm-hmm. usually say? Like, do we got taro milk tea once? Yeah, taro milk tea. <laughs> um, I think we got like a regular, just like a signature, yeah, a signature black, milk tea. black milk tea. The Assam. Oh, that's another good one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So actually, I think, that, I think that might be Jackie's favorite. No, I like I like <laughs> the oolong. oolong. Yeah. Well, it's rose there for me. <laughs> All right. If you could live in any fictional world. Which one would it be? Oh, this is easy. This is easy. It's the world of Pokemon. It's mm. easy. You know, very low chance of getting, you know, smashed by a Titan. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I just get to have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to fight everybody you, like, everybody that you meet. Yeah. Eyes with. Yeah, you know, that's kind of how it is in the real world now that you think about it. <laughs> you know, you meet eyes with a couple people, you end up fighting them, you know, indirectly or something. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You have to assert your dominance exactly. at some mm-hmm. point. Mm. If you could travel to anywhere in the world, where would you want to go? Mm. That's a good question. Probably, huh? I guess I've never been to Thailand yet, so I probably want to go there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Why would you want to go to Thailand? Uh, well, I, I'm part Thai, so that's one thing. Uh, and also, you know, I just want to experience, like, what it is like over there. You know, my peoples. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the homies. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. What else did I have? Damn. I want to ask a question I haven't asked before, but I can't think of one. <laughs> my sign is Virgo. Uh, <laughs> I was born in the, the year of this pig. <laughs> Do you prefer soft or hard cookies? Soft. They're not even like a crispy outside and a soft inside? Oh, that would probably be it. <laughs> he crispy said, Ooh. outside, soft inside. <laughs> That's <laughs> optimal cookie. Optimal. Like a nice warm melted inside, but like a nice crispy. Yeah, mm. that sounds like the ultimate cookie. Yeah, mm. I can yeah. just open it up and the steam hits my mm. face. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Man knows his cookies. So my next question that I've asked every guest so far, because it's part of my data thing, I don't really keep track, but I just want to know. <laughs> so this thing is, I already mentioned it in our past podcast, but this is a little thing my, my coworkers and I kind of asked each other, and we had one crazy response. So I just want to know everyone else's response. So what's the first thing you do when you shower? Like, where's the first area you wash? The first area I wash yes. is my hair. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Donovan isn't crazy yet. <laughs> so that's like 90% of the answers. We have a couple outliers. You know, like some guys say they watch, wash their private parts, which I guess is understandable. But I mean, you got to start top down because yeah, you know, exactly. gravity works like that, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second question is when you're getting ready, do you put pants on first or socks on first? 
I put on pants first. Okay, Donovan is normal. <laughs> uh, I think if you put socks on first, you're kind of a socks on person during other things as well. <laughs> <laughs> like a psychopath, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I put my socks on first sometimes. <laughs> but then isn't it only if it's like the long ones? No, I only have ankle socks. Oh, you only have ankle socks. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like the or like I have longer socks or disruption from putting my pants on while I have socks on. Yes, it just feels weird to me. Oh really? Do you want to tell him the answer the other guy gave you? Okay, yeah. So the first question was, I asked one of my coworkers, and he said, "I wash my hands before I shampoo my hair." And so everyone was like, "What the hell's wrong with you? Why do you wash <laughs> your hands when you're in the shower?" And he goes, "I just want to make sure I'm clean." But like. But you put shampoo in your hand and wash your hair that cleans your hands. And he goes, no, 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 no. I just need to make sure it's clean. That guy has like a, <laughs> a an ADHD problem or something. <laughs> you know, what I was saying was I think he has a guilty conscience that he want, he needs to wipe his hands clean of something. Uh, and he still has like, no matter what, he just can't do it. So Like it always looks dirty, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it's funny because I as soon as that happened, I text Kevin and I asked him those questions. And then um, he's like, oh, I washed my hair. I was like, oh, my coworker says he washes his hands. And he goes, what kind of psychopath washes their hands? (laughs) I mean, I guess indirectly you wash your hands while you're scrubbing your hair. But just doing it separately first. Yeah, so he says he literally grabs a bar of soap, washes his hands, and then he washes his hair. And then so I told him what Kevin said. And he goes... Hey man, he doesn't even know me. Why is he judging me? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey man, I just think that's like a really like psychotic it's thing. It's pretty to do. crazy. Hey, so I'm just saying, I think it's like one of those things. It's a guilty conscience. Like you like did something with your hands, and you feel like it's always dirty now. So you, that's why you wash your first. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, Donovan, is water wet? Yes. Yes. Why? Yes. Now, now hear me out. (laughs) The reason water is wet is because it's on itself. But it's not on itself. It is on itself. It's just, it's just. Am I on myself right now? No, you're not. Yes, I am. (laughs) You just exist. (laughs) I on myself. Now I can see the argument for why water is not wet because water wet is when something gets water on it. But yeah. I believe water is always on itself. But that's just more water. Yeah. But it's wet. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's so triggered right now. Water makes things wet, but water in in of itself is not wet. It cannot it be, cannot wet. be yeah, wet. It can't be wet. No, you can't wet the water. <laughs> no. <laughs> I believe no no other water wetters in here? No? Just me? I like to say it just to piss off Kevin. <laughs> no, water is not oh, wet. Think about it. When you freeze... No, water is just water. When you freeze water and it turns into ice, it's still water. Uh-huh. But then when you throw water on the ice, is the ice wet? <laughs> <laughs> no, because... Okay, if you freeze the water, it's no longer just water because now it's in its frozen state. It is now referred to as ice because it's in a solid but form. But it's still water. Water refers to the liquid form. No, because chemically it is not... <laughs> It, it's still water. It's just a, no, in it's a different not. state. No! Kevin's it's getting still triggered. hydrogen dioxide. It's still hydrogen dioxide, yes. 
but it is not still water. And if you break it water... down to the tiny chemicals, those tiny chemicals are getting wet by themselves. Oh my gosh. <laughs> gosh, Becky, is water wet? <laughs> Let's hear what she has to say. I'll bring, bring her, her in here right, here right now. now. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> oh, he's really coming. She's in the other room. Where are you? Uh, opens the door. It's our first ever two guests in one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> come here. Come here. They need to ask you a question. Come, come here. Hello. Hi, Becky. Hello. All right, Kevin. Ask her. Ask your question. All right. So I asked I Donovan this. Right and yeah, like we, we're arguing right now. So I need you to answer this question as honestly as possible. Don't let Donovan influence you. Okay. okay. Is water wet? Don't let him influence you. Don't look at him. Yes. How is it wet? Let's get it. <laughs> okay, because me and Kevin, we're like, water in of itself is not wet. Water makes other things wet, like surface is wet. But then Donovan's over here like, water is wet. Because the molecules of the water, water is, he's saying water is on top of water. So it's wet. But we're saying that when you put more water on water, it just gives you more water. Okay, well, when you think of the word wet, it's a it's a sensory descriptive word, right? So when you feel water, it's wet, right? When you touch water, what does it feel like? It feels wet. It feels like water. <laughs> no, it feels like water. It makes your hand <laughs> wet because water is on your hands. So now your hand is wet, but water itself is not wet. <laughs> like, why did he bring me into also, this <laughs> also we're sorry to just bring like to just throw this at you uh we know that you were not prepared for this but thank you for uh being willing to do this no with us. problem am i done uh, i hate to say i told you so but uh <laughs> told you so oh my it's god debatable uh, we're gonna have to just agree to disagree here. Um, <laughs> I oh man, ah, feels good. Feels good to be right. <laughs> no, just because you and your girlfriend believe that it's that water is wet does not make you guys oh, right. It's two against two. Uh, 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 we're gonna see what our listeners have to say. Today. I know, listeners, please vote. Water is wet. Wherever the poll is, vote down below. Water is wet. <laughs> <laughs> all right oh, but no. it was nice for you, of you to join us tonight recording this episode even though it was spontaneous mm. and you're like two rooms away from me thank you for joining us <laughs> yeah of course no problem i'm down to come on anytime if you want to talk about other things like league of legends <laughs> <laughs> oh we could have we could have him on for a guest spot for that mm -hmm. um, i can talk this time yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh thanks for coming on, Donovan. It's been really fun of having course. you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Right. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to us argue about water, if it's wet or not. But it also is. learning about um my brother's experience through dancing because I think he's a pretty amazing dancer and choreographer. Um, hopefully you guys can find him on YouTube. I don't mind at all. Like I show mostly everybody his dancing videos because I think he's that good. But his name is Donovan Kutharov. He was on Collective Action 
and then all the other teams that he listed that he participated in. Go ahead and check it out. I promise you won't be disappointed. But thanks for listening to us. It was nice. Um, if you have any questions, go ahead and message us on Instagram at Just Friends Podcast. And yeah, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.